0: Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight for our lives and liberty. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house here on Thursday, May 13th. Another terrific day here for truth-telling unmasked. Fresh air. That's why you turn to this show. Every other show seems to have a mask on, if you know what I mean. A filter where they don't go all the way. They don't fully say what needs to be said. They're just stooges for the Republican Party, not independent conservatives, which is what we need. We skate to where the puck is going, not to where it has already been. That's why I'm so thankful for you guys making this one of the fastest growing shows. Again, you could always um sign up at iTunes, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, leave us a five-star rating. Now, folks, I do want to get to the latest mask news and material for lawsuits that <clears throat> I really want to start pushing and trying to get some plaintiffs. People have kids in schools and <clears throat> I'm going to try to pair people up with some attorneys to get this going. But I want to first Continue on a theme from yesterday, but it's really the same theme as the mask thing. You see, every time God gives us a challenge in life, it might even be punishment, judgment, but there's also mercy in the sense that it provides us with an opportunity to repent internally and ultimately in the long run. Grow and persevere and reach a point where you're better off than you were before the adversity that you were confronted with. But we've never done that. The last three generations, the Republican Party has served as the perfect uh, black hole that redirects jujitsu's that energy into just nothingness. So, you know, whenever the left overreaches and they do something insane and and it has crazy results, we can nail them on it and then work politically, legally, culturally to fortify our system to go back the other way, you know, to make sure this never happens again and then roll back some of the anti-freedom stuff that even preceded that. But rather than do that, no, they just drop it and then... What the left already achieved becomes the new baseline from which they work off of. And it's going to be true of masking. But it's also true of what we're talking about here with the economy. I really do think this is a blessing in disguise. Third world country, gas lines, I I couldn't believe it here that... We're out in Maryland. I thought that was only in the south, and I already had, you know, half a tank, so I wasn't thinking about it. But it's, it's right here in Maryland as well. Half the places are out. So yesterday, I, I spent half the day. I'm a little bit behind. I did finally get a new car for the first time in ages. I replaced my 2003 Corolla, splurged a little bit, went for the Honda CV, CRV. And for me, that's like, wow, you know, it's like luxury after having a 2003 a car, didn't even have power windows. And the, the guy told me at, at the place, he's like, you know, I feel bad. I'll, I, I owe you a, a tank of gas. I can't even fill it up for you because all the places nearby were out. And, you know, all the kids were very excited. They stayed up way too late last night because I didn't get back till late with the car and they're obsessed with cars. And really, that's the symbol of American independence. Wide open expanses. We have our own cars. Everyone has two cars in America. A lot of people have three. We love our cars. And, you know, that is really what sets us apart from the rest of the world. There's A number of things, but it's, it's exemplified in car ownership. That's why the left so badly wants to attack cars and and pipelines. And, you know, we were talking about all this stuff, um, you know, because they always try to push extras on you. Get this protection, that protection. And it turns out everything is made of crap. Certain elements of cars have gotten better, but other elements, government mandated, you can't put this on, you can't put that on, that paint sealant. And it's jacked up the cost of cars even before now. Now it's going to be crazy, which is why I rushed out to get it. Because, I mean, cars are going to go up forever now. Their inventory is down to like 10% of what it normally is here. So we have a car shortage. We have a gas shortage. And if you think about it, it's remarkable. Because it's coming at a time of greater abundance than ever. We have more energy production and exploration than ever before. We have more of an ability to produce cars than ever before. But we have taken God's blessing and turned it into a man-made curse. It's funny, I've used that a lot with coronavirus, like children not being vulnerable, which was a blessing from God, we turned that into a curse. That's what our government has done. Typically, historically, when you have a shortage, it's because there's a shortage. Here there isn't. It's all arbitrary. Blocked the Keystone Pipeline, blocked creation of other pipelines, all sorts of regulations that we couldn't imagine. I've been advocating for years that we have a political party that audits every vital good and service and identifies every government intervention that jacks up the price or creates a shortage and addresses that. Imagine how well that party would do electorally. We don't have that. And, and, can, and, you know, we, we, like I said yesterday, we continuously see people blame this all on Biden, which certainly he's done a lot of new things that Trump didn't do. But the origins of most of the inflation started under Republicans with the COVID fascism and the spending of the trillions of dollars and the Federal Reserve policies. So it's a perfect storm. It is unimaginable what is going to befall this country economically. I mean, just to give you a sense of how much money they threw out, CNBC reported this, the Secret Service seized two billion in fraudulent unemployment payments and returned the funding to the states. Now keep in mind, that's just what they were able to get back. Many of the accounts were already drained. People would get up to 12,000 dollars in unemployment funds. PPP deposits were often 10 to 40,000. So a lot of that was spent. Billions in just straight-up fraud just went in the the toilet. So the inflation, the regulations, the artificial monopolies, and the kissing up to China in every way and not deterring them so then they could do these cyber attacks on us. Folks, corn, the price of corn is up 50% just this year. Where is this? Wall Street Journal, uh, America's biggest cash crop has rarely been more expensive. Corn prices have risen roughly 50% in 2021, and a bushel cost more than twice what it did a year ago. Corn has been one of the sharpest risers in the broad rally in raw materials. that is prompting companies to boost prices for goods and fueling concern among investors that inflation could hobble the post-pandemic economic recovery. Do you understand that we have more corn than the whole world put together? And we have this problem. We put 40% of our corn into our freaking engines, tying back into cars there, ruining the engines, making fuel and food more expensive. I mean, you couldn't think of a worse nuclear bomb on the lifeblood of an economy, energy, and food. Take your food and the crop that's antecedent to the food chain and then force refiners... To blend it in or pay for these RIND credits that the EPA created wholesale without statutory authority, by the way. And Trump, unfortunately, was all bought into that and pushed that. Certainly Biden's going to continue that. And And it shut down so many independent refiners in this country. So we have all the food we need. It's squandered. We have all the fuel we need. They block it. By gumming up the pipes and refineries. Think about that. Whenever you ever had that in history, that's broadly emblematic of what America has become, a masochist, self-immolating, backwards banana republic. That's what we are. Whatever could destroy this country, that's what these people do. I mean, what I'm saying now is not even right or left. It's not anything. This is basic common sense. Affects everyone. But then again, you have God's blessing of abundance a man-made curse of these terrible globalist elites that have destroyed this country. But that in itself has created God's judgment, which does give us an opportunity for recovery. Because again, I think this is finally the issue that is going to hit people where it hurts, everywhere. And they're going to notice it in everything they buy. But the worst thing that could happen Is that we don't take that as an impetus, as a catalyzing moment to do something completely new and promote, at least in the red states, the closest we can to secession. Instead, it's going to be, vote Republican next year, win back Congress. And it's going to quell that energy and Republicans will win. They'll probably win. Historically, even during good times, usually the opposing party wins the midterms. And then what? Then they'll start owning the same policies, continuing them. I've been doing this my whole career. Rinse and repeat. That's the worst thing we can do is to repeat the cycle. The worst thing, what's worse than dealing through times of adversity is not using them to change direction. God does that in our personal lives too you know i was thinking a great analogy is um last year about a year and a half ago i had two people in my life that had a similar story um my neighbor and my cousin both had quiet you know these um kidney tumors that that grow and they're they don't affect anything you you don't you don't feel it it's self contained and you would never know about it until it's it gets really bad and my, in my cousin's case, she got this crazy random virus and was hospitalized. and through the tests, they discovered this. and my neighbor had a kidney stone. And you know, so they're just doing the CT scan, and whoa, whoa,, hey, you know we got we got a tumor here. And, and, and that's that's what God kind of does often, whether it's on an individual level, whether it's on a national level, gives us these bed periods of time so we could do that surgery and discover what we really always needed to do. So again, it's my, it's, it's my hope that we take this to go all the way. All the way. PPI prices are, you know, CPI was out yesterday. PPI, that's on the wholesale level. level uh, producer price index is up 6.2%. But this is what we need to do with the COVID fascism and the masking as well. Now, today's show is sponsored by constitutioncoach.com. Folks, if you want to meet me out in Nevada at Front site May 30th, for our constitutional defense training, both constitution training and handgun defense training, there's two-day, four-day courses on the range. It's the best training you'll ever get, whether you're a pro or a first-timer. This is probably your last day or two to sign up for the May 30th. Um, there is still the June 6th as well, but I will not be at that course. But it's still worth it. Take a vacation. Um, look, I know prices are going up everywhere, but it, this is 90% off the normal front-site training. If you do it through constitutioncoach.com, sign up there your best intellectual and physical ammo you could possibly get. Again, constitutioncoach.com make sure to learn how to defend yourself. It's not just good enough to arm yourself. You have to learn how to actually defend yourself with that firearm. So masking, why to give you guys a state of play of where we are and to transpose from what we were talking about, the masking is the same thing. Oh, 50% of the states took it off already. It looks like the writing's on the wall. Finally, the excuses are running out. It's going to be over with. But again, it's not. We're like the frogs in the boiling water where we become okay with, you know, them doing half fascism instead of full fascism when the rationale for it is even more indefensible and there should be nothing. We can't accept half measures anymore. Moreover, as I've noted many times, Fauci already said he's going to do this every flu season. He said this on Sunday in one of the Sunday shows. So there is a need even in the most conservative states. Florida and South Carolina are kind of kind of the best on this. We still there's a lot more we can do. It's still being mandated in the doctors' offices and hospitals and even the school children will talk about that. But there's a lot more we can do. We've had a lot of liberty problems in this country. We've been confronted again with the worst tyranny ever. We need to use that, that overreach to fight back and not just fully reverse this, but inoculate ourselves from this ever happening again and denude the government of any, any other similar powers. We can't rest. There's a lot more to do on this issue. And part of that is it's, it's an all-of-the-above approach. You know, um, I believe it was yesterday I meant to mention this. I always like talking about this day in history. But yesterday was the anniversary of the Battle of Charleston. And that was, I believe, May 12, 1780, the darkest day of the Revolutionary War. You know, after Washington had battled the British to a draw in the Northern Theater, they just got crushed in the Southern Theater. They took over Charleston, the largest city there, and just marched through the South. Kind of the forgotten part of the Revolutionary War. And it was really bad. And it was kind of similar to the times we live in, in the sense that you had the external threat and the internal threat and the internal threat weakened you to the external threat. So America itself was rotted out in, in that sense because the South was full of loyalists. So they had their, their guerrillas working with the enemy, working with the British, and you, all you had were ragtag militias of patriots. They were much worse off in the South than they were in the North. And of course, you had Nathaniel Green who, in my view, is probably the most under-celebrated general in American history. His ingenuity, um, Washington tapped him to just do Krav Maga. It was like the Krav Maga version of warfare. Whatever it took, they did. All sorts of guerrilla hit-and-run tactics to just wear the other side down by attrition. They knew they could never win a direct conflict with the British. And we have no power today. There's no way we can do this. But just like Charleston, the darkest moment was... It was a teachable moment. It was a catharsis. And then it was a catalyzing event for them to realize this is it. We're fighting for our lives. We cannot leave anything on the table. It's an all-of-the-above approach. And that's really what turned the tide All those battles fought in North Carolina and Tennessee that, you know, are kind of forgotten about, that really turned the tide of the war. And that's what we're going to need to do. Whatever it takes to evacuate ourselves from their clutch. So some of that's also going to be lawsuits. Every federal district should have a school mask lawsuit. There's 94 districts. Put it in all 94. 94. Let's get a plaintiff in all ninety four. Now, what basically happened on Tuesday is Henry McMaster, the South Carolina governor, announced that he's he's not just gonna say, Oh, the mass mandate is gone. He's gonna try to enforce that termination. And he forced the Department of Health, Department of Education to mail out a waiver form to all parents that they check a box and their kids are absolved from wearing a mask. So rather than just saying it and then it's not enforced, had a piece of paper that they could have to make it real. And I think that's a good idea. It's something that should be pushed in every state. Good work from a lot of the grassroots activists on the ground to make it happen, pressure the bureaucrats. It's not just enough to have the governor say it. It has to trickle down to all the state and county bureaucracies and, you know, this is a good first start. Obviously, Governor DeSantis said it on Tuesday as well that kids are absolutely going to need to be unmasked in school. Most other states, mind you, they either are just being ambivalent, these Republican governors, or they downright, in their orders, exempt schools from the termination of the mask mandate. So we got some good news in South Carolina, but there was one... One piece of news there that really got me thinking just how ingrained this is and how much more we have to fight for. On the waiver form that I saw, it actually said on it that the kids still have to wear them on the buses because that there's nothing we can do about. That's part of the president's federal mandate. I was thinking to myself, how is it, that there is no lawsuit on that. Aside from all the statutory stuff with the EUA and ADA and health privacy and OSHA and the constitutional problems, human rights violations of children, simply the feds have no authority on that. You want to, you know, the airplanes, they would have authority, you know, barring the statutory and constitutional issues because that's cross-state. That's the ultimate, you know, cross-state line thing. School buses? Within the state, one of these governors and attorneys general needs to lodge a lawsuit. And that would force all the discovery on the issue for them to actually discuss what is your evidence that it works, what's the rationale, what are the detriments, and how does it outweigh, how do those benefits outweigh the detriments? And of course, there are no benefits, it's only detriments. For material on a lawsuit, I want to read to you guys from a German study. This is a meta-analysis basically taking about 40 or so, 40, 45 studies that have been done on masking. Some of them were from before the pandemic. You know, healthcare workers, whatever. What sort of effects does it have on the person? Right, this was studied to a certain extent even before this, some of them have been studied even now. And what I'm going to read to you is a rough Google Translate transcription of a write-up on it. And it's if you want to find it and translate it yourself, Google Epic Times, it's it's in German, Epic Times. Dr. P- Peter Major, Mayor, M. A. Y. O. R. Deutsch meta study, and spell study S. T. U. D. I. E. with an e at the Deutsch meta study. In nine of the eleven scientific papers, there was an increase in carbon dioxide when wearing a mask. A similar result was found for the decrease in oxygen saturation, an impairment of breathing in six of the nine relevant studies. N95 masking were associated with headache in 6 of 10 studies. Oxygen deprivation under N95 respirators was demonstrated in 8 of 11 studies. The increase in skin temperature under masks was associated with fatigue in 50% of the studies. A duplicate occurrence of the physical parameters, temperature rise and impaired breathing, was found in 7 of the 8 studies. As early as 2005, an experimental work A randomized crossover study showed that the wearing of surgical masks and healthy medical staff leads to measurable physical effects with increased transcutaneous carbon dioxide values after 30 minutes of wearing. Remember, these children are wearing it for a lot longer than that. The role of dead space volume and CO2 retention is the cause of the significant change in blood gases on the way to hypercapnia, was discussed in this article, mass expand the natural dead space, nose, throat, trachea, bronchi, bronchi, outwards. They expanded outwards and beyond the mouth and nose. An experimental increase in the dead space volume during breathing increases CO2 retention at rest and during exercise and accordingly, the carbon dioxide partial pressure PCO2 in the blood. This is unbelievable. I mean, we knew this all along, but this is a very well Research German paper collating every piece of literature that has basically been done on this issue before and after the pandemic. In addition to the increased rebreathing of CO2 through the dead space, scientists are also discussing the influence of increased breathing resistance when breathing resistance when using masks. According to the scientific data, mask wearers show a noticeable frequency of typical measurable physiological changes in connection with masking. In a recent intervention study on eight test persons, measurements of the gas content for oxygen and carbon dioxide in the air under a mask showed a lower oxygen availability even at rest relative to someone without a mask. At the time of the study, the meter was the most advanced portable multivariate real-time gas analyzer that they used in the study. It also used in uh, rescue medicine and operational emergencies the absolute oxygen concentration in the air under the masks was significantly lower at 18.3% compared to 20.9% room air concentration. So in other words that's a 12.4% decrease in your absolute oxygen concentration. It's kind of kind of important stuff you'd say. We are human beings after all. We need that uh that oxygen. At the same time So there are two sides of the coin. Lower oxygen concentration, but at the same time, a health-relevant value of the carbon dioxide concentration increased by a factor of 30 compared to normal room air measured. These phenomena are responsible for a statistically significant increase in carbon dioxide blood content in mask wearers, on the one hand, measured transcontinuously via an increased PTC CO2 value, on the other hand, via the partial pressure of the carbon dioxide or the arterial partial pressure of the carbon dioxide. So this is getting into your blood, right? That's how the human body works. In addition to the increase in carbon dioxide level in the wearer's blood, another often experimentally proven consequence of mass is a statistically significant decrease in oxygen saturation in the blood. Okay, so once the oxygen goes down in your intake, it's going to decrease in your blood. A decrease in blood oxygen partial pressure with the effect of an accompanying increase in heart rate and an increase in respiratory rate have been demonstrated. Gee, less oxygen, more CO2, increased respiratory rate, increased heart rate. That sounds really healthy to be doing... People in school and workers on shift 7 to 10 hours a day for 15 months, 13 to 15 months and counting. That sounds real healthy, folks. In a mask intervention study that they carried out on <clears throat> 53 employed neurosurgeons, the researchers reported a statistically significant measurable increase in pulse rate and a decrease in oxygen saturation after the first and second hour under a disposable mask. What about the 10th hour? What about day in, day out? In another experimental study, surgical and N95 masks caused a significant increase in heart rate, corresponding feeling of exhaustion. These symptoms were accompanied by a sensation of heat and itching due to the moisture penetration of the masks and 10 healthy volunteers of both sexes. After only 90 minutes of physical activity, The moisture penetration was determined using sensors by evaluating protocols. The documented mask-induced changes in blood gases in the direction of hypercapnia and hypoxia can lead to additional non-physical effects such as confusion, reduced thinking ability and disorientation, including a general impairment of cognitive abilities, and a decrease in psychometer skills. Gee, that's a great way for children to be educated. The mask-induced harmful changes are relatively minor at first glance, but repeated exposure, I've said that over longer times, is relevant. Long-term disease-relevant consequences of masks are to be expected. In this respect, the statistically significant results found in the studies with mathematically tangible differences between mask wearers and people without a mask are clinically relevant. They provide indication that was correspondingly repeated and prolonged exposure to physical, chemical, biological, physiological, and psychological conditions, some of which are subliminally but clearly shifted into pathological areas, health-reducing changes in clinical pictures, such as high blood pressure and arteriosclerosis, including coronary heart disease and neurological diseases. The disease-promoting effect with the development of headaches, irritation of the airways, and even asthma, as well as an increase in blood pressure and heart rate with vascular damage and ultimately neuropathological and cardiovascular consequences has been proven for small increases in carbon dioxide in in, the inhaled air. I mean, it doesn't take a genius. I'm not a doctor. It doesn't take a a doctor to understand that, you know, you, you put it on here and there is one thing, but prolonged use over a long period of time with increased carbon dioxide and decreased oxygen and headaches, and you know, um, heart rate going up and pulse rate going up. Gee, that's kind of a recipe for disaster. That's like a tsunami, that's like a, a rock slide equivalent of your body, the cascading effects there. And we're not even talking in this study about the bacteria trap and things like that. So, so that's where we are. Another interesting thing they talk about that we haven't even thought about is gynecological side effects for pregnant women. As a critical variable, low level of carbon dioxide in the blood of pregnant women is maintained through increased um, ventilation, which is stimulated by progesterone. A pregnant woman and her unborn child have a metabolic need for a carbon dioxide gradient. The carbon dioxide level in the mother's blood should always be lower than that of the unborn child in order to ensure the diffusion of CO2 from the fetal blood into the maternal circulation via the placenta. Therefore, the mask-related phenomena described that we're talking about, such as the measurable respiratory physiological changes with increased breathing resistance, increased dead space, and the retention of exhaled carbon dioxide are very important to pregnant women. In a comparative study, 22 pregnant women who wore N95 masks during a 20-minute exposure, 20-minute exposure, showed a significant higher CO2 values with average PTC CO2 values of compared to 22 pregnant women without masks. In another intervention study, the researchers demonstrated that breathing through an N95 mask impeded gas exchanges in 20 pregnant women at rest and during exercise, which led to additional stress on their metabolic system. In contrast to clothing that is worn over the closed skin, masks cover areas of the body near the mouth and the nose. Parts of the body that are involved in breathing. This inevitably leads not only to a measurable rise in temperature, but also a strong increase in humidity due to condensation of the exhaled air, which which in turn significantly changes the nature, the natural skin environment. Yeah, like what God intended. In addition, redness, pH, pH value, fluid loss through the skin epithelium, increased hydration, and sebum production increase measurably. These changes not only lengthen pre-existing skin diseases, but also make them worse. Generally, the skin becomes more prone to infections and acne, which is obvious. We're seeing that everywhere. The authors of an experimental study were able to demonstrate a a disturbed barrier function of the skin in 20 healthy test persons after wearing a mask for four hours, both at surgical and N95. In addition, germs... Bacteria, fungi, and viruses accumulate on the outside and inside of the mask due to warm and humid environment. They can cause clinically relevant fungal bacteria or viral infections. In addition, a skin region that is not evolutionarily adapted to such stimuli is exposed to increased mechanical stress. Overall, the facts mentioned lead to the unfavorable dermatological effects with mask-related undesirable skin reactions such as acne rashes and on the faces and symptoms of itches. In addition, masks are soaked in the exhaled air, which means that potentially infectious pathogens from the nasopharynx, but also from the ambient air, can accumulate on the outside and inside of the mask. Right? Because you're soaking it. It's not going out straight in the air. You're soaking your own thing and then attaching it to your face. In particular, serious infection-causing bacteria and fungi should be mentioned here, but also viruses... The unusual increase in the detection of rhinoviruses in the sentinel studies of the German RKI from 2020 could be an indication of this phenomenon. Masks, when they are worn by the general public, are viewed by scientists as a risk of infection because the standardized hygiene rules of hospitals cannot be observed by the general public. And then, of course, they also mention what Megan Mansell, one of our PPE experts we've had on, has said for a long time. In addition, mask wearers... Exhale relatively smaller particles than people without a mask, and speaking louder under masks further intensifies this increased fine aerosol production. Uh, Megan was the first to, to mention this to me. What they're saying here is her point was she was dead serious about this from day one. I wanted to really see proof of this. She said masking spreads the virus more, not just because you touch it more, but it aerosolizes it. It's the exact opposite of what they say. They say the problem is droplets, although now they admit it's aerosols. And we're like, no, it's aerosols. And what this does is it aerosolizes more things. It's plosive energy. It, 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 it funnels it through the smallest thing. It actually makes it smaller. And then plus the, the, the point they're making here is you often have to shout through it and that's going to do even more. Again, Almost every place that has more masking, there's almost a perfect correlation in any analysis between slightly more more cases per capita and stronger mask rules. So I I didn't mean to even spend as much time as I did on this, but I felt it's important because we've spent most of the time showing how masks don't work, but I don't think we've discussed enough, just a general overview of the harms And it's going to be very subtle over time, and it's never going to be traced back. Just like all the economic impact of their banking rules and their ethanol rules and their car cafe standards and everything they do to ruin our economy, it never gets traced back to them because no one remembers what caused it. It's the same thing here. We're going to have people's immune systems destroyed from lockdown, from the bubble boy phenomenon, from the masking for years to come, and it's never going to be traced back to them. But I figured I would do this because it's a very, very, very long piece, the study. Um, But again, it does have a link in that article to the broader study. Again, Dr. Peter Meyer, Epic Times, Deutsch Meta Study. If you Google that, you will find it. There's a lot more there. I just picked some highlights from it um, to give over. And that's what we are doing to our children. Remember, children are growing. Children are still growing. Their brain cells are growing. Oxygen deprivation, CO2 increase. What do you think that does to them? This is Joseph Mengele. These people are Nazis, what they're doing. It is sick. And again, th- this was studied with with doctors. Remember, you know... It started really because of HIV, they were scared of, you know, no one ever thought you could get rid of viruses with it. It was, it was you know, drips and things like that, and blood, spills, but, you know, sometimes it's just hygiene, you just don't want to get the, you know, especially the dentist gets in your mouth, it doesn't want to, you know, you know, that you have whatever that machine is where uh, you got, um, oh man, what's that called? I'm forgetting the machine. Those of you who are dentists know what I'm talking about, but that thing that, like, sprays the plaque off your teeth. So, you know, that's why they did it. But in terms of infection outcomes in patients and surgeries, the only randomized controlled trials that have ever been done have shown that actually masks don't work. And that's bacteria, which is larger than a virus. So, you know, it's been studied before this became a political issue. Daniel, how however you say that, that's not true. You just you just don't like masks. No, half the studies that they collated in this meta-analysis were actually pre-pandemic when this was not a political issue. This is well-documented. How this is not brought up in a lawsuit is beyond me. But that's what we need to do. We need to push more lawsuits. There is good news. Williamson County, that's just outside of Nashville, used to be one of the most conservative counties in the country a judge dismissed a mass lawsuit cuz the guy people didn't have standing they made a mistake in the plaintiffs they used I don't know why they did that but the judge did tip his hand and say he believes the county exceeded its authority so that was that was a good sign that if we have a good good plaintiff there's another public service I do want to announce here um just this—I mean, it should apply to um, mask to masking, but this is about vaccines. OSHA just put out a, st- a statement recently, um, and I think this is very important. It's—I'm surprised they did this, but it's good news. OSHA sent out a letter informing businesses to beware of mandating a vaccine. They didn't bar them from doing it, which they should have because that is the current law. But they did say that if the employer requires vaccination, then any vaccine-adverse reactions are recordable and categorized as a work-related incident, and that places the liability on them. In general, an adverse reaction to the COVID-19 vaccine is recordable if the reaction is work-related and a new case and meets one or more of the general recording criteria criteria. Um, they note that if you require your employees to be vaccinated as a condition of employment, then any adverse reaction to the COVID vaccine is work-related. The adverse reaction is recordable. Um, And they note that, basically, that you will be on the hook. You will be on the hook for this. So that is something we might want to, you might want to pass around. You know, if they really think this is safe, and they're going to ignore the various reporting that we're seeing every day. Well, just realize you're going to have a lot of lawsuits on your on your back. So that is one avenue we can and should use as well. Um, tomorrow we're going to have Dr. Peter McCullough on again to discuss more about vaccines um, in general and early treatment with the two tie in together because the same people pushing the vaccines. Are censoring and often criminalizing treatment of the virus. Um, Doctor McCullough's really gone gotten big now. He's he was on uh, on with Tucker. So let me know if you guys have any questions for, to ask him. You can send me your questions at DHorowitz at BlazeMedia dot com. Um, one other thing I want to mention on the virus here: a uh, very important study is out from. French researchers. And this is really, really important. Really important to get out there. It's brand new, and I believe it is peer-reviewed. It has been printed. Um, I'm trying to think where it was accepted. I'll have to find out where, where which journal accepted it. But they studied, again... Natural immunity against the variants, okay? The mutations, the B one the Brazil, South Africa, and they collected sera samples. You know, the blood samples from two from two different. They had two different groups. They had healthcare workers that they confirmed did not have COVID, but did get two doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Okay? So they didn't have natural infection, but they had the vaccine. Then they had a a group of people that were the opposite. They had the the virus. They did not have the vaccine. And they had it not just recently, but six months post-mild infection. So, you know, because it's the whole thing with the, oh, I don't see antibodies anymore. You're not immune, which is garbage. We always said it's the T cells, which are long-term. So this is more than six months ago, and this is not severe, okay? This is just mild, because, you know, the thought might be maybe if it's mild, maybe maybe you didn't get it strongly enough to be immune. So they tested the initial strain. They had t- tested B one one two forty one. um... They tested the English, British, the Kent one, B-117. And wait, what's 241 here? I'm forgetting. You guys could look that up. I'm forget- I am I, I can't match the number with the, because they, they don't say which one it is. And then the B-1351. The results were, listen to this. No significant difference was observed between the 20B and 19A. 19A is the Wuhan, no difference between healthcare workers with mild and critical patients. So mild was just as good as critical. However, a significant decrease in neutralization ability was found for the 201501YV1 in comparison with the Wuhan strain. Now, concerning another one, they found that all populations had significant reduction in neutralizing antibody titers, but interestingly, a significant difference in neutralization capacity was observed for vaccinated healthcare workers between the two variants, whereas it was not significant for the convalescent group. So in other words, for the convalescent group, natural infection worked against all the variants. It was slightly reduced for critical patients, but not mild ones which is weird, for one variant. And basically, it was better than the vaccine. It was better than the vaccine. So there you go, folks. It is one of the biggest, most dangerous lies that natural immunity doesn't exist. It's funny how God-made stuff, like a nose and a mouth and breathing, always seem to work better than man-made stuff. In conclusion, the relative good conservation of the neutralization activity of SARA from the three populations tested in the study against the two variants is encouraging towards a putative reinfection by these strains. They, they say we need to do long-term monitoring, and they, and they discuss how really T-cell Im- immunity is very strong. So um, there you go. There you go. This is where we are. And they continue to lie. We have the science on our side. We have the law on our side. We have the Bible on our side. It's time to fight for everything. Do everything we can to fight. Don't allow this to slip by. Oh, they're, they're, you know we're finally over the hill. No, we're not. We have months of work to do to fight against COVID fascism. But more importantly, let's keep our eye on the prize. I support secession. We need to first make find a red state, make it red, make it actually at odds with what the feds are doing, because most of these red states aren't not really not enough. And I think we will seamlessly flow that way. You cannot have a country like this. If you watch what's going on in Israel, you're seeing that. It's not just the rockets. you're finding Arab mobs in some of the mixed cities where you have Israeli Arabs that are Israeli citizens. And don't actually show, um, you know, their thankfulness to Israel giving them freedom that they wouldn't enjoy in the Arab world. And they're lynching Jews on the streets. You have the motorist attacks. It's funny how eerily similar it is. Hamas is exactly like BLM. Same thing's going on. It's funny. I Remember I told you guys that the, the Waze app was created by the Israelis for motorist lynchings, that, you know, they go into an area with a lot of Arabs, and if you get lost, um, you get lynched, and that's what's happening here, too. Then, of course, we have the border invasion we're going to be talking about as well in the coming days, if I actually get to it. Um, As always, I can't fit in enough with the time we have, but certainly it is more than other people are fitting in. Don't just trust rhetoric from red state governors. Make it happen. Join with your friends and relatives. Set up cells. Join ConAction.network to join one of our Liberty Strike Force teams. We're getting South Carolina set up as well. A couple other states, Alabama, Missouri. Missouri now has a training date. Um, So if you want to join that, you're going to be able to see all the listeners from this show, headed by Andre and Angela Ung um of st louis so make sure you sign up just go to conaction.network if you're from missouri or whatever state just give us your zip code and we will pair you up with that team till tomorrow god bless y'all and thank you for listening